not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one Ready to party! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Are we still friends, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I still like you guys. Yeah, I still love you. I think so. <laughs> I want to say about our decades episodes, for yeah. those of you that listen the past two weeks, we know we forgot people. We know we <laughs> miss people. Please leave us alone. No, don't leave us alone. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> Talk to us. It pains me as much as it pains you for forgetting some of the people that I forgot. Trust me. Same. Mm. And movies. We have a list of people we forgot. Yeah. <laughs> We're about to make a part two. <laughs> I don't know. The I don't forgotten. know if I can do that again. I don't know if I can do it again. You guys been watching anything? We watched a movie called Scare Me. Oh my Never heard of it. goodness. Wait, the one we watched last night? No, that was Spiral. We're on a Shutter <laughs> marathon. We're just running through. Spooky season. Spooky season is in effect. But Scare Me is also a Shutter original. It's with Aya Cash, who is uh, Stormfront on The Boys. Oh, hell yeah. And it's about two writers who end up together in a cabin during a blackout, and they start telling each other scary stories. And that is pretty much the movie. Cute. Ooh, I'm into that. I bounce like halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Too scary, Mella. No, I feel like not that this is a bad thing, but it is a movie for writers. I was gonna say actors, but I feel like it's just for writers. As I continued watching, and I was like, mm, not really my jam. <laughs> not really, not really into it. Interesting. It's really cool. It it kind of shows you what you can do with a one location, two actors, three, because Chris Red from Saturday Night Live shows up. Yo. He's a pizza delivery guy. But for the most part, there's no (laughs) CGI. There's no creature effects. It's just the three of them telling scary stories. The sound effects and the the sound design is really awesome. Okay. It's interesting. It's scare me. Scare me. All right. It's on shutter. Y'all got my shutter password. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the boys, Lacey and I have really only been watching TV lately. The Vow on Mm -hmm. HBO. Mm -hmm. Is it good? It's so good. Yeah. We're a little behind, but it's so far, it's really good. It's pretty heavy. It's infuriating. It makes me. It makes me. I have to like pause and vent out loud every (laughs) 15 minutes it makes me so mad but it's very good but more importantly we've been watching the boys they sped up in season two they don't give a fuck they don't give the best in the in the good way there's two different (laughs) ways of not giving a fuck (laughs) who boy stormfront to bring her back ayakash i mean brilliant casting because in the comics stormfront is basically just another homelander it's another like ultra patriotic dude Oh, oh wow! I did not know that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Her that's a really awesome critique on a certain kind of <laughs> person in this country. <laughs> it's it's great. Did we tell you guys that we watched Love Island? No. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> I I thought about when you said Josh that you had to pause and vent because I watched this with Rashawn and Marla. And the episodes are hour longs not for most people. For me, they're two hours because <laughs> these fools would stop in the middle of the fucking episode and just debate as to who was right and who was wrong in the situation on the screen. <laughs> Marla and I had to get some stuff out. We had to talk about <laughs> some did. stuff. You did. Um, I never thought I would watch this show. Like It's kind of like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like I just don't see myself doing it. But I had a fucking great time, let me tell you. Uh, Lacey and I's roommate, Sam, watched it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I I peeked in on him watching it. It is mind-numbing. <laughs> I hated every, every second of it. It is very mind-numbing, but sometimes you just want that, that mind-numb. You I've know what literally I'm saying? never uh-huh. wanted reality TV ever. <laughs> I cannot I feel like think it of a could, I feel like show. it could really help you though, Josh, to like have something like that that is just mindless entertainment with the yeah. crazy that is going on right now. It's so nice to just I, what do turn you call video games? Well, you, you they're not mindless brain. for me. Yeah, yeah video games are so stressful for me that it's not. Sometimes a you just you need a big plate of chili cheese fries. And you know mm. you're gonna you're gonna spend some time in the bathroom later, and that's fine. That's the thing. Though, <laughs> but right now to, we're into the chili cheese. Fries. You want the chili? If cheese I fries. mentally need a plate of chili cheese fries, <laughs> I'll just I'll just go make a real plate of chili cheese fries, <laughs> and my regret overshadows my stress about the world at large. So it works out both ways. That's fair. Mm, one sounds way more delicious than the other. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get some. <laughs> Well, while you're making that, everyone else, uh, what are we fighting about today? Oh, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) That was a quick meal. (laughs) Lacey, we're fighting about a Blake family favorite. Mm -hmm. Adam's family values. Sync that up. Was that synced up? Sync that up in post. (laughs) I don't think that was synced up. (laughs) This is Adam's. Would you like anesthesia? No, thank you. But do ask the children. Cara mia. Mon cher. Mrs. Adams, the baby? Pardon. It's a boy. It's a girl. Go ahead! What news? Father, what is it? It's an Adams. Kick it off spooky season with one of my all-time favorite movies, Adam's Family Values. It's a 1993 comedy starring an all-star cast of Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd, Christina Ricci, Jimmy Workman, Carol Kane, and the queen of this podcast, I think, Joan Cusack. It's uh, actually the sequel to the original Adam's Family that was released in 1991. But in this movie, we're reunited with the Adams family as Morticia and Gomez welcome their new bouncing baby boy, Pubert, into the Adams family. There's a lot of animosity between Wednesday and Pugsley and how they feel about the new baby entering the family. And it causes a rift 
amongst the Adamses, which is not normal for them. So Morticia and Gomez seek out the help of a nanny, and that is where Debbie Jelinski comes in. Unbeknownst to the Adams family, a notorious serial killer, and she woos Uncle Fester in an attempt to steal his fortune and divide the Adams family. <laughs> Cue thunder and lightning. Yes! Dun, 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 dun. I grew up with the Adams family. I love the Adams family. It's it's a movie I watched with my family every year. Not just at Halloween time. It's also a Christmas movie for us. Mm-hmm. It's it is an any time of year movie. I can't. I like. I honestly don't have words for what it means to me. Um, what it means to see a family who embraces their uniqueness on the screen, whether it's morbid or crazy or outlandish, they don't care what the rest of the world thinks about them. They're happy as they are. And that was something really powerful to see as a kid. And it just, it's so fun, you guys. It's such a fun, hilarious, spooky time. And I won't hear anything else about it. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, but... oh, I'm just we kidding. Well, I, I have things, but I'm not going to start that strong. Christina Ricci's incredible in this movie yeah so fucking good how old is she when this was made does anybody know she was 12 in Ah. adam's family values she was 10 years old in the original adam's family they're only two years apart wow yeah i know we're not talking about the first movie but there's this little scene in the first one where fake unk he goes into uh his room and she gives him this face and all she does is raise her eyebrow and i'm like Girl, how you have this much sass at like 10 years old? She's well, that's so like good. the scene in this one where she tries to smile for the first time. She attempts oh, to smile. Yeah, it's so and it's like a 30 second clip of her working the muscles in her face to bring out that psychopathic happy yeah. smile. I love it. I love it. Love it. On the other side of that coin, boy, I do not care for Pugsley. I, the care. What does he add? What? what? What does he add as a character? He's, He's like sweet. He's her like partner in crime. Yeah. Okay, then maybe it's the writing or sorry, Jimmy Workman, the acting. <gasps> but Ooh. what? He's what boring. He is the. He's like the lovable oaf. Like that's. <sighs> what I does he do? That's lovable. I can't. I can't disagree here. I'm jumping on this. This. this He's boring as fuck. He especially when you when. Not only are their characters a 10, but when all of these actors are hitting 10s, when yeah. when Christina Ricci and Angelica Houston and Raul Julia are hitting 10s on these outlandish characters, you can't miss. And I Pugsley kind of misses a little. I think he's me. like a silent killer. Like he's... I, ooh. Was he a fart? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Josh! God. Josh's farts. <laughs> ah! They are not there, silent. There is nothing and silent about Josh farts. Nothing. Carmela Diaz Waller. Me? Black people yes. don't fart. Don't you know that, Rashawn? Shit. <laughs> well, half of you farts. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is he he doesn't bring it as much as the other cast does. He's just totally. kind of falls to the wayside. There's a moment when they get to summer camp, and if you blink, you'll miss it. But he's in the background, and he's I think he's like. Trying to he's trying to hang himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> that's yes. not him. That's that's yes. the that's the beat of the movie. That's uh, uh, that's staging. That's not Pugsley. That's... Yeah, I just wish he was a little bit on 
the same level or just like completely opposite of he Wednesday. He needs to go more in either direction. Right. Yeah. He's just kind of like, meh, you know, where it's like, I almost wish that he was a mute and he just had all this physical comedy. But it, That would be great. I like where he's at because it is a big contrast to me to Wednesday. Wednesday, who's this strong, independent, um, opinionated, amazing little girl. And he's just the, he's her sidekick. He's the one that kind of tails along with her. He seems a little too normal. I was going to say that. He seems just like a regular like eight-year-old no- kid that you're just like, ew, get away. <laughs> Instead of being an Adams, he's just kind of an angsty kid. Yes. With some like spike bangs. Oh, that I mean, hair, that's a product though, of the time. <laughs> I saw um, a lot of that. Ooh. A lot of that in middle school. <laughs> Love that journey for me. But like he, <laughs> but he's he's a little too normal because he had, uh, as you can see, when Hubert almost became normal, a lawyer, a, a orthodontist, or whatever. Uh-huh. They were panicked. Like the whole family had a breakdown, and Hugs, Hugsley's kind of normal. But he's gonna be a mechanic, dude. He's a mechanic for sure, dude. He's going to be a shift manager at the nearest auto zone. All right? Same, same bangs. He never knew how to grow out of it. No. It's like Rashawn said. He's kind of like, he's the silent killer, though. Like, he had that moment where he kills the bald eagle. Which, why did they make up that bald eagles are extinct? It really upset him while we were watching it. <laughs> They're not as they weren't extinct. They're not obviously they weren't extinct. I think they may have been in danger. I was gonna say, the aren't they 90s. endangered? No, not they're not even endangered anymore. They've maybe their population the is 90s. rising. They're on they're on the least concern list. They're total they're protected, mm-hmm. but they're not endangered at all right now. But this was in ninety three. They may have I don't I don't know if they were endangered in ninety three, but they weren't extinct. <laughs> <laughs> why this is what got you <laughs> which okay Uh-oh. what if i agree with josh's whole goddamn episode what else is new yeah right <laughs> like <laughs> i know so the one-liners in this movie are undeniably funny so fucking good. there are a lot of really banger Laugh one-liners but like the acquitted well he's a lady killer half a beat acquitted that's <laughs> knockout it's perfect i think my favorite is give me a kiss give me a 20 <laughs> yes so good. i'll be Dude. the victim all your life all your life <laughs> the yeah the one-liners in this are incredible but uh-uh. the dialogue in between the one-liners is very clunky it's not they just had joker they just had punch up comedians in this writer's room and i didn't i found myself very quickly losing attention if there weren't jokes being said the dialogue is re- not i'm exaggerating fix your face no uh, <laughs> i i completely disagree the dialogue is so clunky and not it tries to be heightened but also quirky and weird but it, it it's a, it's the pugsley problem where it doesn't it, it's in a weird in between and then the one, and then the jokes come, and it, it fixes itself. I I think this movie. Ooh, I'm gonna cover Lacey's face on the Zoom call. Oh um, my god, you guys! 
<laughs> no, I think what Josh might be hinting at, which is what I think this movie is, is a collection of really good um jokes um skits yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. but i don't think that makes it a bad movie i i do not think this is a bad movie at all i think that they are if this was a which it was if this was a tv show all of these little 20 minute segments would be broken up into different things where like it's this happens that happens and then it's set up and then but i'm boom boom and then there's a note at the end Yo, yeah, I fully enjoy this movie. I give so it much, at, so at least much. a seven out of ten. But talking about seven? the seven isn't <laughs> as fun as talking about the three. <laughs> uh, but see, I I don't think that the the format of it being truncated in its storytelling, like scene by scene by scene, detracts from the story at all. I don't feel like it makes it less than you're not. Oh, agreed. Agreed. I'm talking to Josh. Oh. Hmm? Well, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Fuck oh. you. <laughs> Blake family, come get your son in law. Um, they're just going to disown their son in law if he doesn't. Well, I feel quit. like if, because I do, I do agree that I feel like until the jokes happen, the lines between are kind of a little wonky. They're slow. They're slow. Yeah, because I was wa- when I watched this, I was like, I feel like I really, really used to love this movie. And I, I like it. I still like it. But <laughs> there was a time where I was like, this movie is a shit. And then I watched it again yesterday. And I was like, I mean, it's good. It's fine. I like it. It's a spooky season movie. But it didn't give me that like feeling that I had before. Here's the thing. The journey that Mel and I took yesterday. Oh, why you got to... Do- <laughs> I just think the world deserves to know. Please. I don't think they need to know. So Lacey chose this. This is her movie this week. And so I went back because they're both available. And I watched The Adams Family. And then we went into Adams Family Values. That's okay. it. That's the journey. Thanks for coming. Mila, I have a well, feeling uh, I'm not going to like at all what Urshan is about to say. Uh, um, Maybe. I don't know. Well, about, I'd say... I'm going to be gracious and give her about 25 minutes into Adams, the Adams family, 1991 director, Barry Sonnefeld. Um, okay. I look over and Carmela is snuggled up in her blanket and she's cute. ready, ready for a nap. She was very cute. She was <laughs> ready for a nap or asleep. <laughs> oh, she got to a nap by 30 minutes. <laughs> but she, I and said... she looked to me with those, with puss in boot eyes. And she said, Hey, do you think I think I'm gonna skip out until you get to values? It's <gasps> <laughs> like okay. Uh, She's tired. Don't I'm get mad at her for being tired. I'm tired. Also, it's not like I hadn't seen them, and it's not yeah. like you need to see the first one in order to get the second. You really one. don't. You don't, but no. it's so good. But the first one is. I don't think. The oh, first one's the first one's good. not that good. Oh my god! I literally <laughs> am going to turn the podcast off. It makes no sense. It, so it, it what? It's no the Adams family. It doesn't have to make sense. This is what I'm feeling right that now. Seems like though, a cop you out. guys, this is what I'm feeling right now. Also, fuck you. You're really pissing me off, Josh. <laughs> he sat here for the full 90 minutes laughing, loving it, and now he's on the podcast and he's like, what? I don't know. It's fine. Seven out of ten. I told you while we were watching, I marked. Laughed out loud, out loud. multiple times. 
I did because it has very funny lines. But as they were happening, I would mark out loud or I have a problem so I could remember them easier. I, I would go. Meh. But what I feel like you guys aren't like latching on to or what maybe what's missing for you is that the this movie is absurdist. That's the whole point of the story. That's the whole point of the family is that it's this exaggerated extreme. I am so glad you brought this up. Oh, no. Because I I do have a bone to pick with you, Lacey. What? A while back, a few episodes ago, you gave me quite the hard time about loving a movie about two dolls. Roll the tape. Let's hear it. (laughs) And I told you that in a movie about two dolls with the souls of serial killers, you just have to go with it because that is the movie. It's heightened. And you told me... No, I cannot root for these. (laughs) On no uncertain terms, you told me no. You said I cannot sympathize with them. I cannot root for them because they are killers. Okay. Because they are dolls. Okay. And you raked me over the coals, Lacey Blakevetter. Where are Chucky and Tiffany's redeeming qualities? I don't see any. I can give you 50. Wednesday, Wednesday and Pugsley are trying to kill a baby. <laughs> but like really, They drop are a they, baby. Are they yes. Really trying to kill it? Yes. I just see it as sibling rivalry, like Fester says to Gomez. You know, you just see, you get really annoyed with your siblings and you might want to smack them over the head with something. Oh, okay. So you have some sympathy for them is what you're saying. Yes. I think. I believe Lurch and Gomez literally bake a stripper in a cake. Yeah, they burn a woman alive. It was an accident. Alive. Lurch didn't know. Oh, okay. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it well, was every, an everything burning alive. Everything Chucky and Tiffany did was an accident. Here's, so. here's what uh, I will say in response to that, Rashawn, and what I think why I think the Adams family works so well is because even with these heightened moments between the siblings, between the family. Everything between them is rooted in love. Like, you know that that family will show up for each other no matter where they are, what they're doing. That family cares about each other. And the conflict of this movie is the kids dealing with learning how to accept someone, something new into their family. And Debbie literally taking Fester from the family. It's it's a real, like, conflict within the Adamses. Oh my God! What Josh, Josh what? has his hand raised. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think the problem with Bride of Chucky and uh, what Lacey and I were trying to touch on in that episode, as well as the pro- problem with Adam's family values, not even a problem with either of them, but what makes them seem sort of to reuse the word clunky at times is you're correct. The Adams family is absurdist, and this is this wacky family that's kind of invulnerable, I guess. And it's all kind of weird, and but they're here for each other. If the movie had just been about Pubert and, and their struggles with accepting Pubert and all this stuff, that's one thing. But when you start to bring in outside forces that are, are supposed to be grounded in reality, like Joan Cusack's character or the... There is nothing the, rooted in reality about Debbie. Or the, or the yeah, no. young Republicans sleepaway camp. <laughs> all that, of that was shit. was so crazy. Well, to, just <laughs> Before <later>. we get there... <laughs> Same with Bride of Chucky is is when they're brought into the real world when they're when they're where either they're brought into the real world or the real world is brought into their absurd world. Wires can get crossed, and there are some moments where you may need to suspend more disbelief than you did the scene before. 
and it's jarring at first. That's fair. I I will give you that point, Josh. Lacey, will you? I don't know. I don't know if I'm talking to you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these movies are not the same. They're not about the same thing, but they're pretty similar in tone and how they handle a group of people who are murderers up until the very last shot, which are both jump scares. Are you talking about Adam's family? Yeah, I mean, Adam's family has the Carrie moment, and then Bride of Chucky has the baby jumping out. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Let me talk. <laughs> Let me talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I disagree, though, because a lot of Bride of Chucky in the real world is supposed to be realistic, and you're supposed to, like, buy into these dolls are alive in the real world. I think the entire Adam's family and Adam's family values – Everything is heightened. I mean, the sleepaway camp, yes, camp counselors can be that animated. And it is a very, very white camp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think that's part of the commentary and part of the contrast is it's this very bright pastel, as Morticia points out, you know, about Debbie, but still pastel and like uppity, rich, snobby group of people contrasted with parents number one parents who really care about their kids and a family that really loves and supports each other i feel you i don't know if i just spoke gibberish i feel like that did not make my point at all (laughs) i just think i mean final jump scare accidental deaths crazy explosions i think these movies have a lot more in common than what you're homicidal yeah. children i think I but you're missing think... my point which is the adams family is rooted in love like it's a love story to families and bride of chucky is i mean what is tiffany, it rashawn tiffany what is loves it? Chucky. <laughs> tiffany loves chucky they, that's a husband and wife that's, that's a love story that's to me married. No. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna swoop in and change the subject okay oh are you Did... hosting this podcast Oh, <laughs> okay. What? It hurts, Just but I, I want Just more. Just go. What? Did that little camper actually burn alive? We never saw her get saved. <laughs> yes, you do. She's on the airplane with her parents afterwards. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about her, though, because Mercedes McNabb, who plays Amanda, was in the first movie as a co-star part as the Girl Scout, and they liked her work so much in the nice. movie that they brought oh. her back as Amanda in this movie, which I oh, thought was awesome. so cool. thought that was so her. cool. Are they made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> such a good so good. Um, she's great. I, I think, I think to agree, sorry, with what Josh said, is that that entire summer camp sequence could be its own movie. Yeah, I would love that. I would want, I would love a full summer camp movie. I think you think I'm bagging on this movie, Lacey, and I'm not. (laughs) I do think it's four or five really great episodes of The Addams Family made into a movie. Maybe intentional, because... Maybe. It's based off a TV show. Well, it's based off of a comic strip. I didn't know that. The Addams Family started as a comic strip by cartoonist Charles Addams in 1938. And if you Mm. haven't seen these, you have to go look at them. They're, They're so funny and gothic and weird and cute and 
I feel like because there were there have been a lot of renditions of the Adams family. I mean, you had the TV show, you had these movies, you had the animated series, and then you had the most recent animated movie with Charlize Theron and <clears throat> Don't like, Even oh. and Oscar Isaacs and Bette Midler. Um, there have been so many different renditions of the Adams family, but I feel like these movies are the truest to the characters that Charles Adams created. And like down to their makeup and their character design. They do feel very ripped from the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone is is pitch perfect. And I maybe think. that's why I like it so much. You know, maybe I like that it's it's that charactery and it's that absurdist. But it just really resonates with me to see I mean we can continue on but Raul Julia like stands alone in this movie yes it's a total ensemble piece but his Gomez Adams is one of the most relatable but like romantic and scary and threatening and hilarious characters in film and he does it so flawlessly it's like we talked about with Amanda Seyfried in Mean Girls like it would Mm -hmm. be so easy and has been so easy to get this character wrong same Mm -hmm. with Christopher Lloyd but like Raul Julia's Gomez is so easy to go wrong because he is so close to being on the cusp of normal and like passable Mm -hmm. in the real world that his outlandishness is it could be so campy, and it's not. Everything he does is so rooted in Gomez's realism. Mm-hmm. Uh, his monologue in the police station is great. Yes! Oh, yeah. Yes! Great. When I found out that the 2019 Adam's Family was ad- animated, I was heartbroken. <laughs> because that cast, Oscar Isaac yeah. is maybe yeah. the only one that can come close to Raul Julie in terms of just like charisma and with the stable of actors that are available, like Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester, mm-hmm. Charlize as Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday. It, it would have been would, perfect. It would have been amazing live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really cute, though. If you haven't seen it, it's not it's not this Adam's Family, which I prefer, but it is a really cute rendition of it. It's, it's a great way of reintroducing the Adam's Family to a new generation. To bring her up finally, I don't know if anyone should ever try to recreate what Angelica Houston does in this movie. Never, oh God, never. Perfection. Just She's like, so nope, bad. I won't say it. Nope. What? Just like what? No, it's fine. Say keep, it. No, keep say going, it. Sean. Say it. <laughs> Poke the bear. Say it. Say it. Just like no one should try and recreate her grand high witch in The Witches, right? Oh. I am going to be first in line at HBO Max, okay? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Adams Family podcast, but I had to poke him. Sorry. I uh, stand Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. Goodbye. Octavia Spencer. Yes, 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 yes. We're not talking about the people, witches. People, people, Stanley Tucci, Chris Rock. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I like all of them. I don't want Anne Hathaway. People. So the Adams Family. Please. I was the one that was poked, so... Josh told me to do it. <laughs> yeah, it did. I'll be coming. But now I look me. like the good guy because I settled. <laughs> she is incredible. I, the from the mommy dearest lighting that they give her eyes. Yes. I mean, everything is just so the way she glides in the dress. Mm-hmm. I watching the first one. She is uber horny, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it is 
hilarious. And she her got and a baby just, out of it. She did. <laughs> Joan I mean, Cusack is horny, horny, horny in this one. Hell. <laughs> this, I With will say finger? this. I probably shouldn't have watched some of this movie as a child. Like the whole interaction between Fester and Debbie post wedding is very adult. I don't yeah, I wouldn't I, I feel like we watched it as a kid. I don't think we got it. No, it's, I think it's Sesame not. Street, so it's smooth enough that kids can't even pick up on it. Right. Yeah, it's like a wedding, a honeymoon. A sex scene, kind of like Bride and Chucky. Oh my God, Rashawn! Continue. (laughs) I was not (laughs) stoked about the whole lighting thing on Morticia. Oh, I loved it. That's the thing is that birthing scene is great. So the birthing scene is phenomenal. (laughs) The lines are incredible, but it's what I talked about earlier. Is when she's at the Adams family mansion. It's perfect because she's home and she knows her lighting. But when she's in the hospital and that's happening everywhere she goes, it doesn't it doesn't mesh to me. I just think you're it's, not buying into what it is. You're not letting what is not, it? It's absurdist. That's a cop out answer, though. How is that? You're being so rude. How is that a cop out answer? <laughs> you can't just do anything and then call it absurdist. But it's you're not just doing any. Oh my god think it is campy it's very campy i do think it's campy okay it's campy because she's sorry like, we've, not lost, we've lost lace <laughs> that's i meeting really Jeff. enjoy this movie then fucking However, say something nice about it <laughs> i have i have hello i'm sorry we're attacking one of lacy's treasures and i don't mean i to like do don't that. know that i should have brought this on Nobody said they didn't like it, though. Yeah, but you're saying you didn't love it, and it's the same thing. (laughs) No, I do love it. My main point, and I turned to Carmilla halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm going to get lazy. Yeah. (laughs) And I made my point, and I'm fine now. But I love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. I mean, I laugh every time. I just think I do agree with some of the things that Josh said about it's kind of not, for lack of a better word, disjointed. I think more episodic feel that it has. That's what it is. I figured it out. Hmm. So edit me out from the for the everything no, else I said in. this episode. Nah, keep nah, it nah, all nah, 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 in. Don't be self editing. <laughs> it decide. It picks and chooses the times when it wants to be campy and what wants to be realistic. It there's a. Su- Can I finish? <laughs> I finish. There is. <laughs> <laughs> please, I mean, Carmela, please finish that line. I'm sorry. No, because stop. Wait, Just can don't. I finish? No, no. Can I finish? Is that okay? I was saying I enjoy watching them because it makes me horny. Oh, <laughs> there, it causes a subconscious disconnect when the threat of Debbie is that she's killed three people and the FBI are after her and all these people are after her. But then the Adams family can go on and on about all of these people that they've killed. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's the Adams family. There's like, a, it, it forces a subconscious disconnect of like, so is there law enforcement in this world or, or, or not? Mm. And it, and it, there are times in the movie where that comes to a head and that clashes and it, and it slows the movie down a little bit. I'm not saying that's the whole movie. I'm saying there are times when that that flag pops up and it's a lot easier 
for me to notice that as a grown man watching it in its entirety for the first time, or at least to my memory for the first time, as opposed to someone who may be younger or maybe not looking at it as critically. Yeah, it's that... I'm sorry, doing it again, I roll. It's that Bride of Chucky thing where <laughs> they are... They're not bad people. Bride of Chucky, the, Chucky's bad people. But the Adams family are not bad people, but they do harm people. But you bring in someone who is quote-unquote worse, who she's targeted these three men, she's killed them all for their money, and now she's targeting Fester. Because the Adams family is your protagonist, then she's somehow worse than them. But I mean, like I said... <laughs> they cooked a stripper a lot. Okay, but... You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, in the first movie, Pugsley comes in with a stop sign, and Gomez is like, wait for it, and you just hear a million car crashes. I feel... And it's hilarious, but I'm like... Ugh. That's what it is. The introduction of Debbie's character being a criminal is kind of what makes it a little clunky at times. Not all the time. Okay. I love you. Okay. I was going to say, I wish, which is like, I guess to the point of both of you guys, is that the world of the Adams Family was everyone's world. And I think that's like why there's such a disconnect for me and Josh is that, like, for example, they go to the hospital scene and she just has kind of like, you know, a normal birth or whatever. And she, she's not wearing a gown. She's just Morticia in a hospital. But the disconnect is that it's like they go to just like a, you know, a suburban hospital, whatever. And it's just kind of normal. And then they go back to wherever the Adams family's house is. And then that's their world versus like, I don't know why, but the Flintstones, it made me think of the Flintstones, right? Because but when you're in... What? <laughs> when, when you're in Bedrock... Everything is bedrock. Yeah. Everything is the same. You're not, it's not the Flintstones living in New York and then they have their, you know. That'd be fucking dope. I mean, it would be fucking badass. But (laughs) it's, it's everything is within this Flintstones world and anything can happen because you're just like, we're in, we're in the world that could happen. There's a dinosaur crossing the road and he's also delivering the mail that can happen versus in the Adams family. It's the Adams family who also lives in Texas. You know what I mean? Different so, characters have different sets of rules. Right. Versus yeah. if it was a comp- the same exact world, I feel like things like her still getting lit at the hospital, we're going to be like, yeah, sure, that'll happen. I mean, this is the movie. Take Bride of Chucky, for example. I hated oh my God. that. Just title <laughs> title this episode Bride of Chucky Part Two because it's, it's oh my goodness <laughs> Adam Family versus Bride of Chucky. <laughs> I will say the Adam Family values is astronomically funnier than Bride of Chucky. Nobody asked you that. <laughs> I think here here's what I will say. I I can concede to those thoughts, but for me. I think that's the disjointed between real world Adams family and it not all being just the Adams family world is the point. Like it's all 
campy and everything is very heightened. But this family, I don't know, maybe it's a sentimental thing because our family did feel other from other families and our the Blake family felt different from how other families were and interacted. So it was, I don't know, maybe it is just a sentimental thing of it was really nice to see a family being different and it being okay, even mm -hmm. if they weren't no. worldly accepted. No, I agree with you because like we said, I think uh, an entire movie of Wednesday and Pugsley at summer camp would be great. And that's them removed from their world. I think, I think it's when it gets too interwoven is when it gets, I would like to see Wednesday, Wednesday and Pugsley at camp for the summer. It's it, that's what it is. And when it gets too crisscrossed, I'm kind of talking myself into a circle mm -hmm. here, <laughs> but for the most part, I think, I think my, I actually don't mind them going into a different world i think it's specifically the characters i think debbie there were more consequences for debbie than like De we heard about debbie's murders and how she's wanted by the by the authorities and then we watched a murder happen by a character we know and nothing happened i think it's i think it's the consequences of care of characters and the rule sets for characters that are are different that threw me for a loop at the beginning. I can accept that. And Rashawn, you brought up the first movie, and I'm just going to pretend that you didn't. But the the murder that happens in this movie, I will say, it was an accident. He didn't know she was in there. But then <laughs> it's like, And Wednesday wow. and Pugsley commit <laughs> about 30 cases of attempted murder at the camp, too. <laughs> Before they even get to the camp, they drop a baby off a roof. <laughs> but, I mean, they are shooting flaming arrows at the heads of their camp counselors. That well, scene. that that wasn't Wednesday and Pugsley. That was two other campers. That's true. So they'll be they're guilty of conspiracy then. <laughs> and again, I'm I'm only bringing this up not as a critique or a negative against the movie. I'm only bringing this up to dig at you because I took your daggers on that episode. I'll take them like I, Uncle Fester did, upside down and on the wall. Throw them at me, Gomez. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh one more thing i wanted to say i want to remind joel glicker how much of a fucking idiot he is uh that's wednesday's uh want yeah. want to be boyfriend mm -hmm. at the end when he turns to her and goes how do i look um exactly like her father you fucking weirdo <laughs> she's a <laughs> what are you doing well you know what I they mean... say you always you date your dad. Yeah. So if anyone out there is listening I to the podcast, him. I'm looking for a zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> called the electric complex. That's called the electric chair. No, it's called the electric complex. It's like the Oedipus complex where with men who are attracted to their moms or women like their moms. But for you, Carmela. <laughs> The thing running was kind of lazy. The what? what? He the thing runs by scooching oh. all four fingers at once. Okay, are we? When it should be like, you know what I mean? They can't I know all see our you. podcast listeners can see what I just demonstrated <laughs> to you three. Like, they can't see you. We will accompany this episode with a visual. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? He ran like this. Well, okay, describe like this. what you're doing. 
He ran like a like if you got it, like if you got yeah, he, if you got an itch it, and it's four fingers wide, you itch it all. But it should be like like ro- like like rolling your fingers. He should run like that. Okay. Or like this. Okay. <laughs> wow. What is wrong with your hands? <laughs> weird, man. That's fucking weird, man. That would be. You guys can't realistic. see what he just did, but that was weird. Realist. It's like a gorilla. That's how a gorilla runs, right? Like hand, like hands down on the knuckles, which is the this is the index and the pinky, and then the middle two, which is the say, gorilla's feet. That's fucking weird. That's My how things should run. Lacey and Josh sitting on a sofa. Lacey's having a fucking blast, laughing. Her cheeks are red from joy. And Josh is like, okay, but it should run like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pause it. Pause the movie. What? I I what? I think you have to give some credit though to the complexity of what that hand took to like to accomplish yes. on screen, especially yeah. for nineteen ninety three. Yes. Like, so right. it looked good still. Yeah. Wasn't he in a full green suit and it was him like crouching using yep. his hand? See that's impressive. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. he got back problems. He <laughs> sure does. He yeah. <laughs> sure does. Um, I want to ask. I want like a couple like whole movie things. Did you guys have a favorite uh, part of the movie? Can we like give it some love a little bit instead of like mm-hmm. critiquing oh, it? Oh my God. <laughs> this ain't called re- when cinephiles like- love. This is called when cinephiles attack. I really do like. <laughs> Like I said, the the this is full of one-liners. Like the jokes in this are nonstop. But I I found myself more interested. And this may be just Christina Ricci, but I found myself super interested. I loved the the camp. The camp <laughs> scenes were incredible. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of them. I would say honestly, I was I'm I was I am super mesmerized by Morticia Adams. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I was like, she's actually like a really good mom. Like in her realm, in the Adams family realm of what is good and bad, she's a great mother. She is. She's just the... trying to do the thing for her kids and be a good mom, but also like have hobbies and look super fine for her husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm the, like, she's great. The pastel line is, might be the so best. So fucking great. <laughs> in, yeah. In the in the whole movie, the pastels. Also, I think I think she's in the bed. She just had the baby. And she's talking about, like, are you still going to be attracted to the old ball and chain? <laughs> and Gomez is like, of course. And she's like, let me get it. Yeah. so good. Yes. Horny, horny. She horny. a freak. <laughs> Just had a baby. She horny. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just got out of bed. She horny. <laughs> <laughs> Just ate breakfast. Horny. 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 <laughs> Also, Carol Kane is so good. Oh, Dude. my God. Yeah, she's good. She's perfect in everything. Yeah, she is. Just a curse. Have a nice day. Where she passes mm-hmm. the skull over to Debbie. I mean, I love her. This is probably a pretty popular moment with a lot of people, but Debbie's closed mouth laugh in the car mm-hmm. before the house explodes mm-hmm. when she's like <laughs> practicing how she's going to tell the cops. <laughs> My husband, I don't know. And then she just the. Uh, <laughs> My husband so was good. in that house. <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay, that was fun. Yeah. I liked that part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to play a game? 
family would you rather i want you to answer as yourself but i'm going to give you some adam's family type situations and uh you got to choose one and tell me why okay got it let's do it all right if you were to have a baby would you name it lucifer or pubert i'm having a girl so i would name it lucifer so i could call her Lucy <laughs> with an <I>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with pubert. Why? So everyone could call him pubes? <laughs> I'm not naming my child after the devil. Y'all I'm crazy. going pubert without hesitation. That's a hilarious name. Yeah. It is a really good name. Pube. I'll make fun of him so much. If he leans into it mm-hmm. and calls himself puby, they can't make fun of him. That's true. Pubes. Right. Pube, what up? Lacey, I have a question to ask you Absolutely after the podcast not, just remind no. me gomez maybe yes, we can consider gomez do it. <laughs> Hubert. <laughs> uh okay would you rather be just a hand like thing or would you rather be covered in hair like cousin it covered in hair baby covered in hair i already <laughs> am <laughs> <laughs> but if it could be that silky smooth, yeah. <laughs> can I can I slick it back and have it long? Yeah, does down it have to be dangling like yeah. that? Yeah, what is, well, it has to isn't be down and just dangling. hair. Ooh. Um, what if like you're just a walking fro? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that well, works yeah. too. Yeah, Let's adjust my... the question. Adjust the question to: Is it my hair? Yeah. Then yes, I choose yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a whole body. Just a, just a bunch of curls. <laughs> Walking around. Curly was went it, wet. Was it, Curly was went it wet. Beyonce and Goldmember, right? Yeah. Was it like <laughs> giant? <laughs> That's me. Wait, Lacey, we didn't get your answers for the first one. Oh, I was I would have said Lucifer too, so I could call her Lucy. What about No, not Pubert. No. <laughs> no, no, I mean the hair one. The hair or hand. Oh, um I think I'd rather just be a hand. Okay. Quick question. <laughs> Quick question about the film. How is he driving? <laughs> he shows us. You j- he like slams on the gas and then he pops up to the wheel to drive a little bit and then he slams on the gas. There's a fast. car chase. There's yeah, a- it's I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna insert the whole Brad Chucky episode <laughs> right here. <laughs> All of it. Continue. <laughs> uh okay. Would you rather be baked alive in a cake. Oh my god! <laughs> or cooked over an open fire on a spit. What flavor cake? <laughs> um, devil's food. Mm. I'm gonna what be, kind of? I mean, what kind of barbecue seasonings oh for the spit? Just Lowry's. Lord. Lord, I'm gonna be in the cake. Um, I mean, they're both hot. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. a cake. I'm gonna go devil's food. I gotta go cake too. I think. Yeah, same. Cause I, I, I don't. It's so scary because, though. It, well, and the the oven is all encompassing. With the spit, you're rotating things. Yeah. It takes longer. It things takes are longer. cooling off as they go up top, yeah. and then they reheat, and then they're cooling off. Yeah, I gotta go with the oven. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Wow, pick, is that unanimous from all of us? Wow. Yeah. Four cakes over That's here. Four cakes, baby. Let's all get baked. If you were hiring a nanny, would you hire a serial killer nanny like Debbie? Or would you hire a nanny who exclusively communicated via puppet? What <laughs> Badly, of, too. What kind Badly. of puppet were you talking about? Is she only... So I know she's yeah. a serial killer? Second oh, my question. God. <laughs> no, this is important. This is important. It's just gut instinct. Would you rather? I am not... I I am not entrusting Pubert's well being on gut instinct, ma'am. That's puby. Puby. Uh, do I know what her kill? Do I know she only kills rich old dudes I to steal know, her money? Josh, <laughs> I don't have an answer. Because <laughs> if the oh answer is if I know that, and I'd be think, um, I'm gonna puppets. Go with the puppets pup- are funny. The I puppet. hope puppets. It better I, uh, not be no fucking creepy puppet <laughs> on screen. I would just not talk to her. I would just leave her notes. Is it a, wait, is it like kid. an Annabelle or is it the sock puppet? That's a doll. It's lamb chop. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. I changed my answer. I picked the, Ew. The I'm annoyed. Serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to like lamb chop. I, I, oh, I feel like so chop. alone. Okay. Go away. Carmel and I just... I mean, Shout hold how on. Much we loved lamb no. chop. Hold on, I like lamb chops. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, all right. Mute him. Mute him. <laughs> all right, this is my last one. Would you rather die by being electrocuted in a bathtub, or blown up by your spouse on your three-week anniversary? Do we get to have sex first? <laughs> <laughs> Not well, a, either I situation. Wanna... Y'all ready for a big brain answer? What's up? Oh God! No, you can't survive, Josh. Blown. You don't know my answer yet. <laughs> Blown up by my spouse after a three week anniversary because our three week anniversary is already passed. I made it, baby. <laughs> and I failed <laughs> miserably. Lazy, try again. <laughs> I'm gonna after this. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go with the blow up because it's probably less mm-hmm. painful than an electrocution. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I'm taking a bath and then the TV falls into my bathtub <laughs> while I was watching The Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> and then my ex-boyfriend, who's a doll, turns me into a doll as well. So I live on forever as a Get doll. Get Bride of Chucky off my episode! <laughs> Hashtag no. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, I'm done with you fools. So to wrap this up, Adam's family is a campy fun time. Um it is superbly cast across the board, even with Jimmy Workman uh as Pugsley. And this is a movie you can watch any time of the year and get a good little chuckle out of. Spooky season or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Spooky, spooky. As you all know, we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, taking one person from this week's episode and linking them to someone from next week's episode. So, my friends, can you find the connection between Christina Ricci and Katie Featherston? Probably not. (laughs) 
And I know what movie Katie Featherston's <laughs> in. Oh, I got it. No way. You're stupid. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. No, 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 I'm not. Okay. Um. So Christina Ricci was in Monster with Charlize mm-hmm. Theron. Okay. Who was in North Country with Frances McDormand. Yeah. Who's in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri with Catherine Newton. Who was in Paranormal Activity 4 with Katie Featherston. Ooh, boy, he did it. So quick. Boy. <laughs> well done, Rashani. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> How are you, Lacey? No. Are you okay? Are you right? No. You know we love you. I'm going to go shut myself in my room and watch watch it all over again by myself and pretend none I'll of... I'll watch okay, it with you. Okay, come on, Rashan. Not every episode is going to be like Mean Girls. I'm sorry. Well, I know sorry. that. We're back, 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 back to normal. But I just <laughs> didn't expect you guys to come so hard. I always come hard, baby. She oh, horny, oh horny. My God. <laughs> End the episode. <laughs> Cut the sorry, mic. Sorry, Mom. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. Have a spooky week. That was stupid. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was scary. I'm scared. Oh boy. It was. um, Now I need to find it. You can keep talking. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) We'll wait. A teacher. I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) The hands. I'll I'll wait. wait. Till I get some respect, I'll wait. I've got all day. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm on your time. Can you not mute, my time. Can you mute yourself? I can hear you still. If you have a loud background, can you mute yourself, please? This is this is Lacey's <laughs> oh, I was Zoom like, teacher voice. <laughs> Who's talking to girl? <laughs> please, please have a mindful microphone. Make sure you're not talking over each other. One mic, one mindful. voice. One mic, one voice. <laughs>